Thank you for connecting to this podcast from Faith Renewed Outreach Center. We hope that it's an encouragement to you today. For more information, check us out online at faithrenewed.org. Jonathan, if he would come around, uh, just to just share some cool things that God is doing. We just love to hear uh, how the Lord is moving and working in our lives, our church, um, how he's moving in prayer. He was able to just spend some time with someone last night and just hear their story of healing and, and a miracle that took place in them. And just want Jonathan to share what, what's kind of what God's doing. Good morning. My name is Jonathan. For anyone who doesn't know me, I've been going here for a little over a month now. <coughs> Excuse me, with my wife and uh, two kids. Um, so a few weeks ago, uh, my wife, um, who's pregnant with our third child, is uh, was experiencing a lot of pain um, in her stomach and just really bad. <coughs> and then um, she also um, uh, began bleeding uh, quite a bit. So she ended up going to the emergency room. This was a few Sundays back um, in the evening. She went to the emergency room. Uh, they took a look at her and everything like that, and they, they thought they had found a blood clot um, and then they also diagnosed her with a uh, threatened uh, miscarriage. And so the following day, uh, that Monday, we went to um, her, her primary doctor in the, in the morning. Uh, they did an ultrasound uh, to check her out. And um, so the doctor told her that she has what's called uh, placenta previa, uh, which means that the placenta actually starts moving down from its original spot. Um, and it starts to um, cover the cervix. And once that happens, that causes the bleeding and the pain, and there's actually no treatment um, for that. Um, so he basically told us we're going to have to just ride this out, and um, if it gets worse, it can definitely lead to a miscarriage. If it gets worse, it can actually put her in jeopardy as well. Um, so it was, uh, you know, it stirred us up, man. You know, it was, it was, it was hard to hear. So anyhow, um, a few days later, we come here th- uh, on Sunday, and it was a beautiful service. The Spirit of God was moving. Uh, very beautifully, and we came over here to this corner, and um, um, Pastor Chris and a couple of the other um, women here at the church, they came and prayed over her and prayed over me, and um, specifically for that. And um, ever since that day, all bleeding and pain has stopped. Um, Not only that, not only that, but we actually went to, uh, a few days ago, Tuesday, right, Last Tuesday, we went to uh, her doctor again for a follow-up visit. Uh, they did an ultrasound, and not only is the baby growing uh, perfectly fine and perfectly healthy, but the placenta has actually started to move back up to its original position. Um, so I'm telling you, man, it's amazing. It's amazing. God is good. But And one of the other things, which I actually didn't know about, she actually told me this literally days ago. Um, while she was up there, uh, she was actually praying to herself because uh, we have a two-year-old son who's, uh, who's autistic, and he's got, um, you know, some uh, uh, delays in his development and things like that, so his speaking, uh, pointing, and things of that nature are, are, are a little delayed, um, and he hasn't really um, spoken much um, since he's been born. And uh, she was praying to herself for the Lord to release uh, his tongue. And uh, literally in the last two weeks, my son has spoken more in two weeks than he has in his entire two years of life. And uh, we, have, we have a speech therapist that comes over to the house. She's only been there twice. The first time she came about two weeks ago, which is when she prayed. And uh, she did an evaluation on him and whatnot and um, you know, kind of created a game plan for him. And then she was here. Uh, she was back at our house just a couple of days ago, and she looked at us and said, I cannot believe 
this is not the same boy that I evaluated two weeks ago. It, it's, it's, I'm telling you, this guy's a chatterbox now. He won't, he won't stop talking. It's, it's just incredible. So I wanted to share that because um, really it, it's, it's, it's amazing to see what, what the Lord can do when someone prays in faith. And, um, and uh, you know, it's, it's, and I want to share this too just in case. I don't know what anybody's going through here, but um, the, the word testimony, which I found pretty incredible, the root word in the Hebrew actually means to repeat itself or do again. So by uh, you actually sharing your testimony, you're opening up the possibility of that same thing happening in someone else. Um, so that's why, you know, I think it's important to do this, strengthen people's faith and everything like that. So God bless you. Thank you. Wow, bro. Wow. <laughs> Come on, somebody. Man. If you guys can hang out for the first part of 11 a.m. service and share it again, that'd be awesome. I know you have little ones, but if you can hang out, I'd love for 11 a.m. to hear that as well, man. Can we give God praise one more time? Come on. <clears throat> and while you're clapping, let our first-time guests know you're glad they're here, too. Come on, let our first-time guests know it. So glad that you're here. If this is your first time, we hope already you just have just sensed the presence of God. He's real, and he, he, is, he is a God who loves us. And so uh, I'm so thankful for what God is doing in this church. I'm thankful for the people God is connecting here and bringing in and become a part of our family. And if you've never uh, taken the next step as far as uh, through membership through our church, uh, some have actually filled out the membership uh, application form. But if you've never actually taken the step and been to one of our, our luncheons or our gatherings for new members and connect luncheon or dinner, uh, we have one coming up on July 10th. And so July 10th at 5 p.m. will be our next one. There's a sign-up sheet right there at the Connect booth. Please stop by, sign up if you'd like to be a part of that. Um, we will just, uh, all that is just a time we get together and get to know each other, just share vision of the church, and uh, love to have you officially connect in every way uh, through membership to the church if you want to learn more about that. So please do that. And again, thank you, man, for the testimony. It's so cool. Uh, I think we have a little bit of time left, so let's do this. Let's go to the Bible. Amen? John chapter 15. John chapter 15. Thank you. One person who's excited about the Bible. John chapter 15. Thank you for two people. Who's excited about the Bible? John chapter 15. That's faith renewed. That is faith renewed. John chapter 15, verse 13. Uh, we just, uh, I believe more than anything else, our church that loves Jesus, loves his word, loves one another. And those are all things God's asked us to do. So uh, we're just trying to walk that out. But today I'm going to share a very important message with you this, 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 this morning. Maybe possibly, maybe the most important message you've ever heard in your life. And, um, and I'll, I'll say that and, um, because it is God's word. And I will always believe uh, the next message is always the best message because it's another opportunity for God to speak again. As, uh, as Jonathan said, that's pretty cool. I like that. Uh, John 15, I'm going to read three verses. Verse 13 says this. If you got it, say amen. amen. It says, Greater love has no one than this than to lay down one's life for his friends. You are my friends if you do whatever I command you. No longer do I call you servants, for a servant does not know what his master is doing, but I have called you friends. For all things I have heard from my Father, I have made known to you. And these are the red letters of Jesus. And uh, verse 15, one more time, says, No longer do I call you servants. For a servant does not know what his master is doing, but I have called you friends. For all things I heard from you, my Father, I have made known to you. Can we just pray and talk to 
the good father one more time. God, thank you for being so good and uh, for the love that you've I've already just uh, released over this house. Thank you for the testimonies. Thank you for the healings, the miracles, the signs, the wonders. Open heaven that's been opened over this place. And God, we just today receive from that. And I uh, just want to experience more of you. And I uh, would never want to be intent, satisfied where we are, Lord. But we just thank you, Lord, that you're a good father who loves us. And more than that, you're a friend. Lord, let us receive that today in Jesus' holy name. Amen. Amen. Uh, this morning, I'm, I'm continuing a series. It's called The Real Jesus. And um, this is a series that we've been looking at, and it's been uh, talking about just who Jesus is. And as we look at the Bible and open it up and just read it together, we're finding out, man, how awesome Jesus is and who he is and how incredible the things that he's done and what that does in our life. And so this morning, I'm going to talk to you. The title of the message is this, The Real Jesus is My Friend. All right, he's, he's my friend. And uh, I, I was um, preparing this, and as I was preparing this, something came to my mind that uh, was uh, sent to me, or I was tagged in a video uh, a while back, and, um, and I was like, man, that just has to be played today. It's just, I just think it's just that important as we talk about Jesus being our friend. I think it's that important that I just take just a moment and show you a clip from a video that I was tagged in about Jesus being our friend and how valuably important that is for us. So if, if the AV team has that, would you roll that for me, please? Okay, that's enough. That's enough. Please stop. Please stop. Please stop. <clears throat> Revival may break out again in here, so I'm going to try to control that one more time. Having a little fun with that, uh, ju just simply because uh, that is just one of the coolest videos I literally have ever seen. Um, it, it, and this will blow your mind about this. I'm not, I'm not making fun, but it is interesting that this, that video you just saw has almost 10 million views on YouTube. And uh, just, it's just a trip to think about it. So, but as I had to show that because of this, I, I sometimes think that when we think about Jesus being our friend, it can almost put that type of picture in our mind. Kind of, okay, okay. Uh, kind of a little strange, a little weird that Jesus is he's a friend. Um, and, and just as honest, for me, this may be one of the harder messages for me naturally to receive. And I say this this way because... I can have faith to believe that as I get up and we talk about this real Jesus being God, uh, the, the Son, the one who came, I have faith for that. And, and I read that, and I, I, can, I can look at uh, the Scripture, and I can read and, and teach on that Jesus, he's this king, and I can have faith for that, and all these things. But I, just honestly, this may be one of the most difficult things for me to sometimes grab hold of, and I think what Lynette said this morning is, is sometimes I think one of the greatest hindrances for us to receive a message like this is because so many times in so many situations, we know us. 
All right, we know us. We, we know who we are, and we know maybe the things that have, have gone through our minds and maybe the situations and maybe even the failures that have happened in our life or whatever it is. We know those things about us. And to sometimes, and, and to grasp this fact that this great Jesus, this God who, who was, who was the, the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, to think about that God wanting to be my friend, That's a little bit weird. I'm just going to be honest to think about that. And, and I know you may be hearing this and you're saying, we just have the same faith. Just trust the word and, and, and we can and we should. But it is difficult to think about this, that this God, because uh, even maybe possibly, maybe the relationship we've had with a friend here on this earth, that may hinder our understanding of Jesus' friend. Because maybe someone who was supposed to be a friend, maybe a very close friend, maybe has failed you or dropped the ball in that friendship and that's affected your life in some way. And so we even look and have situations that come in and they shape us and affect us in so many ways. But Jesus, God, he wants to be my friend. That's, that's, that's a trip. That's, that, that blows my mind. And, and the Bible says this in James chapter 2, and, and you'll see things throughout Scripture that kind of teach us this. It says that, And the Scripture was fulfilled, which says, Abraham believed God, and it was accounted to him for righteousness, and he was called the friend of God. <laughs> Pretty cool. There is a, a connection that happens because of his belief system, because of where he put his faith, where he believed, who he believed in, who he trusted in. That connected and did something to him, and it actually affected who he is and the relationship he has with God. And he called him. Literally, he was a friend. And that's just amazing. We see in Scripture, Matthew 26, verse 48, it says that now this is Jesus happening. This is what's going on here. It says in verse 48, it says, Now his betrayer had given them a sign saying, this is talking about Judas, this betrayer, who this sign saying, whomever I kiss, he is the one sees him. He was letting those guards know the day he betrayed Jesus because Jesus was betrayed for us. He was crucified for us. He gave his life for us, died for us, rose for us, ascended to heaven, is going to come again for us. And he says this, he says, the one that I kiss. And then verse 49 says, immediately he went to Jesus and said, greetings, rabbi, and kissed him. Verse 50, Jesus said to him, friend, why have you come? Then they came and laid hands on Jesus and took him. Now, Jesus asked the question, but he knew the answer. Matter of fact, he'd spoken those words that there would be one in the room that would betray him. He knew that would take place, and yet he said this to him, friend. We learned last week that Jesus was his servant, and he was the, the representation and, uh, to us of who we should be, and that is a servant. And it, I believe, again, I told you service is a root to significance, and even in our text this morning, that servant brings you to a place to where you then become friend. And uh, so, again, God's just orchestrating all these messages, and it's just flowing so cool, and it's all him. And, but he takes you from this place of servanthood into this place of friendship. Jesus called Judas friend. And you know this, Ju Jesus even knelt down and washed Judas's feet. That wrecks me, knowing what would happen. 
he called him friend. And there was this opportunity, and I, I just believe this. I don't think uh, that Judas was predestined to, to suicide and all these things. We know that according to Scripture that he made the mistakes, he made the failure or whatever. But we also see from Scripture that Peter failed. We also see from Scripture that every person in this room failed. But I believe Judas had the same opportunity Peter had. I believe we have the same opportunity Peter has. That's to allow uh, the, the things that have happened in our life to no longer control us and keep us away from him, but let those things be the things that drives us to him. And this is what we see in Scripture, that this Jesus wanted to be a friend even after he came to him and was going to take him out and betray him. He was still letting him know there's still hope for you. And that's pretty cool encouragement to us that no matter what's going on in our life, he makes it still himself still available to us. And so as a friend, I want to give you a few things this morning, actually four instead of three, and it ain't going to be as long. I'm going to make it happen. So I'm going to mess somebody's uh, note-taking up today. I want to give you four uh, instead of three. The first one is this. This is what happens when Jesus becomes our friend. This is what happens when we allow him to become a part of our life in every way. And this is today, you're going to hear this over and over, this isn't the thing that we must allow personally to encounter. This is a personal thing that happens. And the number one thing, this is what I love about friendship, number one thing is this, is that he rubs off on you. So if you're taking notes, number one is this, he rubs off on you. I don't know if you've ever heard that, uh, that term, and man, he's rubbing off on you, or she's rubbing off on you. Being a friend of Jesus, he will rub off on you. Uh, this is just what happens. I've, um, it's, it's interesting, and I, I've heard this you know, as a young person uh, and, and parents and who was, you know, would say things like this, and now as a parent, I see how this thing works, and it's just it's so true. Uh, you can kind of tell who someone's been hanging out with by the way they talk. It's amazing. I remember coming in, and I remember, you know, kind of walking into the house as a teenage uh, young man, and my mullet was flowing uh, beautifully in the background, and it was as I would walk into that place, and I would begin to speak a certain way, and my parents would interact, and I could hear them speak, and they would say, he's been hanging out with so-and-so. And I'm going, I'm in a prophet's. Holy Spirit has revealed that to them. And I think Holy Spirit reveals things to parents. So kids, watch out. Be very careful. It's a great thing you'll get experience later. But it is important that you understand sometimes it's not this great revelation that's coming down from the open heaven. Sometimes it could be what's coming out of your mouth. And I've, I've said it, and I'm going, wow. And we've watched this in our kids, and we'll see them, and they'll come in. And you can tell maybe that they usually speak a certain way, have certain gestures or whatever it is, and they hang out with certain people. You'll hear them say certain things. I'm going, they've been hanging out with so-and-so. And then I'll go like, man, my mom and daddy wasn't prophets after all. I cannot believe that they used this, and I thought that about them. But then we see this. But you know what it is? It's, it's them rubbing off on us. This is what happens when friends. This is what happens when you hang out with someone. And I used to always say this in a negative connotation. There used to be this, uh, this quote I used to say and as, a young, as a youth pastor. I used to preach this to youth, uh, to youth all the time, and I've shared it even as a pastor today. And I used to say this quote, and it's true, and I used to tell them, show me your friends and I'll show you your destiny. I'm going, man, that's a cool quote. Wish I made it up. And I mean, I'm like, that is awesome. And I used to tell them, show me your friends. I'll show you your destiny. I used to always, pass Chris, say this in negative light and always trying to get them to not hang out with so-and-so and make those types of connections, be careful. And all that's true. Happens as adults as well. 
If you try to walk with God and live your life for Him, be careful who your friendships are close with. Again, you don't back away and quit showing love to anybody. Matter of fact, man, it cranks you up and gives you a desire and a passion to share Jesus more. But you be careful who you connect with in this friendship level. But I heard this, and I've been saying this, and God showed me this verse or this, this quote, and he hit me with it. And I'm like, wait a minute. Show me your friends, and I'll show you your destiny? I'm like, man, Jesus wants to be my friend. Jesus wants to have this personal walk and relationship with us. And I was like, man, you show me your friends and I'll show you your destiny. And this is so true. This happens in the Bible in Acts chapter 4. We saw this and it was, it was probably one of the coolest things about the, the, the book of Acts. And we studied this together in a series called 29 that just kind of really connected with me. Verse 12 says this, as these disciples who were out sharing and preaching Jesus and, and sharing the gospel, the good news about what Jesus did for them, verse 12 says that they're saying, nor is there salvation in any other, for there is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. They're out preaching that type of stuff. They're saying these sorts of things. And then verse 13 says, now when they saw the boldness of Peter and John, now, we know that it is Jesus the Christ, that anointing that came upon Peter and that became the boldness in his life. And he was once again scared to witness and scared to identify with Jesus. Now, this boldness was upon him. It says in verse 13, it says, They saw the boldness of Peter and John, and they perceived that they were uneducated and untrained men. They marveled, and they realized that they had been with Jesus. <laughs> verse 14, this is what happens when you hang out with Jesus and you do what he does. And Verse 14 says, And seeing the man who had been healed standing with them, they could say nothing against it. I'll tell you why testimonies like Jonathan shared this morning are so important. Because the enemy spoke to every person in this room when he shared his testimony. He said that was a freak thing. That was a coincidence. God doesn't do that. But that testimony tells me this. He's a healer. That tells me. The, th the things and so many times that I've encountered Jesus for myself when the enemy tries to come in and say, Jesus doesn't do those things. I can say, oh, he, yeah, he does. I've experienced him for myself. You, you can't tell me those things. And so they saw something in Scripture. They, they saw something happening in these disciples that was blowing their mind because they're sitting there saying, man, those guys didn't go to school with us. They didn't have the training we had, and they don't have all the knowledge and the things that we've been through. They don't have the same pedigree, and they don't have all the degrees on the thermometer. They don't have all this stuff going on. And here it is. These guys are getting results. They were getting results because Jesus rubbed off on them. They got results because they've been hanging out with them, and they looked at them, and they said, wait a minute, these guys don't have all this stuff, but they perceived. And they marveled greatest part about it they marveled and i think so many times that we try to use our giftings and our talents and our our things to get people to marvel those things will never cause anyone to marvel the only thing that will really cause someone to look at your life and marvel and say man what is this is the fact that you spent time with jesus 
and they looked at this, and they knew that they had been with him. They knew that they had been at his feet. They knew that they had spent time, and they heard him speak the words. They knew that they had been there and had watched him do these things. And as a result of them watching him do these things, they went and did likewise. This is what friendship will do. And some of you are looking at your life and you're saying, man, why am I not seeing these things? Maybe you're not seeing Jesus as a friend that he wants to be to you. Maybe like me, you've struggled with that. And, and you to think that this great big God and screwed up me wants to be my friend. He rubs off on you. The second thing that he does, and maybe sometimes that we haven't done this well as friends, is he's there for you. He's there for you. And you see in Scripture that that's always been the plan of God. He always just wanted to hang out with you. He created Adam and Eve, and he set them in the garden, and, and they went out, and they would do their things throughout the day. And then I love this. I'm thankful for the story that's there. In the evening, in the cool of the day, God would step out into their midst. The Bible says that he would walk with them in the cool of the day. <laughs> wow, that just freaks me out. This God wants to do that and that with me. If you know the story, you know that sin entered and brought separation. So Jesus did this. He put on skin. He steps out of heaven. That word became flesh and dwelt among them. You know what he was doing? Emmanuel, God with us. Just wanted to be there for He's wanting to just be there. He was wanting to be in the midst. And then he knows this after he paid the penalty and, and gave the sacrifice and died in our place for our sins. He says this. He says, I'm going to go to heaven. But I'm going to send another. That another was another representation of himself. Another picture of who God is. We see the God on the throne. We see him in that place who steps down and walks at Adam and Eve. We see Jesus who stepped down and as a man could only go so far. But then he says this, I'm going to send another. I'm going to send that other part of me. I'm going to send the Holy Spirit. You may tell you what's cool about the Holy Spirit is this. Right now we're encountering him in the shroom. He was here this morning, and he's still here right now. We were watching him do great things. We heard a testimony. It was the Holy Spirit and the power of God that came in to Michelle and just touched her body and healed her. You mean tell what's awesome? Same Jesus is in Africa right now by his Spirit. The same Holy Spirit who are people who are longing for him, he's in their midst as well. That Jesus, that Spirit, he wants to be there for you. This is what's awesome. He will. That's the kind of friend he wants to be. And I don't know. I don't care how good friend you have and, and how much to the natural friend that you have on this earth. You know something? They're going to fail you. They're going to miss it. They're going to drop the ball and they're going to make mistakes. But Jesus is there. And he's there for you. That's the kind of God that he is. And I want the relationship 
I want the, the, the friendship with God to where literally there continually becomes this exchange and what's happened through time. And, and we've seen this kind of happen. I, I, I think, and I love social media, and I think it's a great tool. It's also a horrible weapon, but it's a great tool. And, and I've watched just some things kind of happen. I was having a conversation with, I believe Adam the other day, my son, and we're talking about Instagram and we're talking about Twitter, some of these things. And he said, do you follow so-and-so? And I made the statement, and, and again, it's just kind of my weird me. I'm just I'm kind of weird. No amens, please. Uh, just, but I'm just kind of weird. And he said, do you follow so-and-so? And I said, I don't follow them. He, he said, why? I said, well, they don't follow me. And he's like, man, that's stupid. You know, that's crazy, man. I don't know why you don't just follow so-and-so so that they put out good stuff. And, and I, I'm using it. I see it different. It's different for me. And, and I, 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 it's because of this, I want there to be an exchange. And so if you're following me on Instagram or Twitter, when I'm saying I'm not following you back, please tweet me or Instagram or whatever. I want to follow you back because I want there to be an encounter. But I don't follow those who don't follow me. That's because I think I'm cool. <laughs> it's not that at all. You, you know, it is because, I am cool, by the way. But it's not that reason. But I want there to be an exchange. And I think what's happened is this sometimes. This is what I think some of this has done to this generation. I think we kind of loosely follow Jesus the same way. And I think we've become content reading a tweet or a text, reading a post. I said, that's pretty cool. Instead of having the exchange yourself with him. He's there for you and he wants to be. And I promise you, he said, you seek after me. You, you come, pursue me, and I'll pursue you. That's, there's exchange that happens. He wants to. He won't say, oh, yeah, just follow me, but you're on my own. You don't have to stay from a distance and just read my tweets. And he sits down with you. He spends time with you. And the third thing is this today is that he talks to you. He talks to you talks to you this god this king this 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 servant this lord this savior this healer he talks to us and again he created adam and eve to walk with them and then we see over and over and over scriptures where this exchange is wanting to happen between us and and we look back and what happens and i want you just to turn there quickly we've got a few minutes turn to exodus 33 real quick in Exodus 33, I think what we see happen here is something that's taken place and people have come content in this world today and, and it's, a, it's, a, it's a tragedy. In Exodus 33, we see in Scripture something so beautiful unfold and, we, and, and this is a picture of where we see where Moses would enter and spend time with, with God and he would speak to him and things there, things change would happen. It says in verse 9, it said, It came to pass that when Moses entered the tabernacle that the pillar of the cloud descended and stood at the door of the tabernacle and the Lord talked with Moses. He talked with him. He talked to him. All the people saw the pillar of cloud standing at the tabernacle door. And the people arose and worshipped each man in his tent door. So the Lord spoke to Moses face to face as a man speaks to his friend. He would return to the camp, but his servant Joshua, the son of Nun, a young man, did not depart from the tabernacle. 
And the story you're hearing and you're seeing this relationship, even with the God, Elohim, the one who's on his throne, who still, even in that state, even in that place of man, even without the sacrifice of Jesus being made yet, he still wanted to have a relationship. And he would come and he would talk to him as a friend. And this is what happens so many times. And it happens to good people who, who I, I think really have good hearts, who want and just kind of, in, in, in a great way, really have a relationship with Jesus, but think this is how it's still supposed to be done today. You know what they do is this. These guys watched an exchange happen between God and Moses and became satisfied with their relationship. You watch this and happen where, you know, Moses would ascend up into the mountains and then the rest of the people would wait at the bottom and then Moses would come down. He'd be a representation. He would speak to the people. And people became satisfied with that. And what unfortunately happens today, and the, even the enemy loves to do this to good church-going people who really have a good heart, they'll say, man, be satisfied with Pastor Terry's relationship with God. Come to church, and you should. You should do it every time you can. Bring people with you, but do this. Go find out what God said to Pastor Terry. Nobody knows Ephesians tells us fivefold ministry gifts. It's there. We're here as, as a, to equip the saints for the work of the ministry. This is part of a, how this thing works. But listen, never become satisfied with my relationship with God. Because if my relationship struggles, so will yours. Never trust the fact, and I, I, I take very seriously what I do up here and, and what God's called me to do, but just never become just satisfied with I hope he hears from God. Pray that I do. Pray the mayors are always hoping, and I want to, it's my desire. But he wants to talk to you. He wants to spend time with you, and he wants this relationship with you and him to just grow, and it's to the place to where he calls it friend. Fourth and final thing is this, and I'm thankful for it. He listens to you. He listens to you. He doesn't want you just to come and him speak to you and you hear him. He speaks to you talks to you. He, he, he speaks into your life and you can hear him. And this, this relationship where he literally tells you and, and leads you and the things that you should do. And you're saying, man, what should I do next? He leads that. If you look on down in Exodus 33, verse 15, <laughs> this is what happens when you have an encounter for yourself. This is what happens when you have the exchange. You say, Moses said, he says, then he said to him, he said, if your presence does not go with us, do not bring us up from here. You know what he was saying is this, I don't want to go anywhere without you. I don't want to go anywhere without you. It makes no sense. It makes no sense. We come in here, praise the Lord, sing great songs, Speak great words if he's not here. But he's a God who wants to have a friendship and have a relationship with you. And I don't know, I just, I, I, think, I think I feel this so strong. There's, there's a couple of categories in this room today. 
Some of you, you've never encountered that moment with God. And you know what he wants to do today? Make it personal with you. He wants to make it real. Not religion and not some church service. He wants to have a relationship with you. And he wants you to encounter him and, and to know. But he also wants to do this for some of you. For some of you, you haven't been up in the mountain in a while. And you've come content with just hearing my experience. And God's wanting you to go there yourself. The worship team is going to come around. And as they come, I want you to just tune in, please, closely. And just hear this last message that I want to speak to you. And it's in our opening text today, and this is it. Verse 13 of John 15 says that greater love has no one than this, than to lay down one's life for his friends. You ever had one of those friends, and y'all are just so close? And because of time and space and maybe circumstances, you don't get to spend the time with them as you once did. Maybe there's times where you spent the night, you hung out, and y'all went and done these things or whatever, and, and because of life, there's been a separation. But it's really cool. You run into them or you see them or y'all get together and hang out, and man, it's just like you pick right back up. You're going, man, this is my friend. I get to see them like I want to, and things have happened. Man, they're still the same person. They still love me. They still care. They still talk to me. They still, they still listen to me. Jesus is far greater than that. Some of you, this is what's happened. This is just real. We've allowed the time and situation and circumstances in life and separation of business that may happen to cause separation. Jesus is saying this. Still here. You're thinking, man, I've messed up, and because of the failures and the sin or the situations, he's not going to love me the same. <laughs> he's letting you know this morning. I promise you, you ain't got to work your way back into friendship with me. Just come sit down. Just come sit down with me. I'm here. Thank you.